Crime Curious is a true crime podcast that takes an in-depth look into real cases. The content may be triggering or inappropriate for some audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Crime Curious. I'm Charnel. And I'm Amber. And thanks for hanging out with us today. We ran into a bit of a snafu this week with recording time because our podcast studio flooded. Yeah. So that sucks. Life happens. And uh, we're still kicking out two episodes this week. They're just going to be a little bit later than usual because the husband had to literally suck out all the water out of our studio. So lots of sucking this lots, week. Lots of the wrong kind of sucking little, happened yeah, for Matt the this good week. Kind. It wasn't even the good kind. <laughs> Poor Matt had to do all the sucking. <laughs> oh, God. That's Michigan for you. Sure is. We yep. got a lot of rain. A lot of rain quickly is the problem. Yes. When that happens... Nothing can keep up, and in it in it comes. The Mich- the Michigan basements are just like can't they can't handle no, it. No, most so. definitely. So that's that's the reason you guys know us well enough to know by now that we don't miss release dates because we don't care about this podcast. There is always a reason, and so but we we get our episodes out there. We come back strong. So hopefully, water stays out of our damn studio. Life can kind of move forward, slow down here, and uh, yes, we've got Amber's got two cases for us this week. I do. What um, do you have today? Yeah, so I actually am doing a listener pick. Okay, um, I don't have permission for names. I'm sure they'll know who they are. They but will. and thank you. Uh, yes, thank you. So I am covering Adrian Salinas today. Um, this is a 2013 case, so oh. not terribly long ago. Um, <laughs> it's almost 10 years ago. Holy shit. And it does not seem like it is that long no. ago. No. I was thinking like five years. Right? Damn. Still not a ton of time, but enough. Like, yeah. Longer than what it seems. Longer than it is. That's so true. Um, actually, this is, chillingly takes place literally exactly almost... Um, it's real. It's oh. June fifteenth is when she had. Um, oh my gosh! Today's the sixteenth. Yeah. yeah. So it's very wow. eerie that it's so oh, nine years ago yesterday. Yes, and actually yesterday I was still kind of brushing up on this and mm-hmm. making sure I had everything, and I was like, oh my gosh, it's June fifteenth. So wow. yeah, so right around would be nine years yeah. ago that this happened. I will tell you that this case is still um, unsolved. There's a lot mm. of questions that are unanswered with it to this day. It's well, gee, still, Amber, thanks. You're going to yeah. leave us wide open. <laughs> I'm just going to let you know, like, you're not getting answers okay. at the end. There is no closure here, There's people. There's no closure, very sadly. This case, it's actually still under the classification of a suspicious death. So okay. they don't really know what happened mm. to her. Do they fucking ever? Well, I mean, really? Yeah, yeah. It's it's just really sad. All all of the stuff. So I'm going to tell you, um, kind of the timeline of what happened and okay. everything leading up to her disappearing. Of course, before we do that, though, I'm going to tell you about Adrian and who she was. So she was absolutely beautiful. 
Mm. As why are all of them so pretty? I, I don't know. It kills me. Not that it's okay for unfortunate looking <laughs> no, people to be never <laughs> murdered or kidnapped either, but it's just it does seem to go that way, doesn't it? No. She, <laughs> oh, shit. she was she was very pretty. She had really beautiful brown eyes, mm. really dark hair. Um she was only 19 at the time. Ugh. She was very young. Adrian was a student at Gateway Community College. And that was in, and forgive me, Maricopa County, okay. Arizona. Um, she lived in Tempe, Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, and she lived in an apartment with a couple of her friends that she had went to high school with. They finished and they all got a place together. Her roommates' names were Shane Duggan and Rebecca Flores. And they were considered to be two of her best friends. Yeah. Adrian was an aspiring journalist. She loved watching movies and reading And she was really close with her younger brother. She moved to Tempe with hopes and dreams. She wanted to be a journalist. Um, She was described as very soft-spoken. She was super kind, but more introverted. And she only had just a select few, you know, close friends. She Mm -hmm. wasn't having this large social circle. She had her, like, her people. Yeah. You know, I get that. I love that. Even at the age of 19, I wasn't smart enough to know that that's really how you should do life. It it really is. I mean, you got your people. You don't need 20 fake friends or acquaintances. Yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like she kind of had that down. And she kind of kept to herself. She liked to be with that little circle. And that was, that was it. Yeah. So she had another, this is a friend slash boyfriend. His name was Francisco Ardiaga. Francisco. Francisco. He, he went by Fran. I love it. And so this relationship was more complicated. They had been friends for a really long time, but they also had a romantic partnership as well. An attraction to one another. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now it was a, it was described as kind of an on again off again mm-hmm. relationship, and Fran on his end described it more of like an open relationship. But from what Adrian's friends said, like she was only interested in him. So, oh, okay, I'm gathering. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, I'm so sorry to interrupt, but I was trying to pull a blanket up over my shoulder and I punched myself straight in the neck. You literally uppercut yourself. Your face moved. Like I saw it was Rocky style. It was like I cannot believe I just did that. We just needed the sweat beads in the light. It would have been such a good moment. Action moment. I won't lie. It did physically hurt. It looked like it did. You uppercut yourself. I did. I'm just I'm so cold all the time and I was just trying to get warm. Oh, that was great. I was looking right at you, and it was just like, whoa. I felt like I had to acknowledge it because we could not ignore what you just saw. We had to acknowledge it. Oh, shit. Okay, I'm so sorry about that. that. that, You know, I'm going to leave that in so people know who we are as individuals. Yes. So back to Fran. So Fran, I gather, had more of the open... Mm-hmm. perspective the 19 year old boy the boy yes uh-huh. the teenage boy that wanted to explore other options that's, that's the sure. impression I get I think he cared for her Absolutely. It's, it's obvious he cared for her but I think his 
uh, version was a little different because Adrian's friend said that she really only had eyes for him. Mm-hmm. Now, she was a beautiful girl, so she was constantly getting hit on. Oh, sure. Constantly getting advances. But she didn't really have eyes for anybody else. She could have had a lot of options, but she really loved her some Fran. So Fran wanted to try on some other pairs of shoes, and she had found the pair that was comfortable for her. Yes, and I think this was a struggle because she wanted to be with him. So I think there was some friction because of that. I could see that. Adrian had a job, but she, um, she ended up having to take some time off. Because she came down with valley fever, which I didn't know what that was. But apparently it's a disease from the Arizona desert and it gets into your lungs. And so she was quite sick for a while. She had to, like she was hospitalized. I think she even had to have surgery on her lungs. Oh so my it was serious. Gosh. Like she got really sick for a while. So she had to take some time off. Okay, we won't be touring in Arizona. No, I just, I didn't know what this was. But Oh, sorry, Arizonians. Yeah. That that sounds horrific. Everything else I'd heard about living there sounded amazing, like the sun. Except the and, scorpions. Yes, the sc- scorpions and valley fever. And now valley fever. Um, So Adrienne, wow. she was very much like any other 19-year-old girl. She was trying to find herself, trying to figure this relationship out, wanted to be with her friends all the time. We remember those days. She very much lived those as well. Yeah. So... On June 15th of 2013, this is the day that everything unfolds, it started as just an ordinary evening with friends, a teenager, you know, get together. A shindig. A little shindig. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I can't even use cool words. I'm so out of touch. <laughs> <laughs> the gals and the guys got together. <laughs> For real. <laughs> For some treats and... Right, exactly. Scrumpets. Um, no. Scrumpets. <laughs> Just some good old clean fun. But yeah, they decided they were going to have a party at the apartment. Now, yeah. this was not a small party. I was like, my God, how big was this apartment? Was they, it a rager? It was. It They had, it, from what I saw, about 40 to 41 people total at that, this party. That I was is like, more than I know. Okay. <laughs> my God. Yes, I, know, I don't have that many friends no, to have over. No. So this was a hoot. It was a real hoot. There was drinking. It was a hoot nanny, wasn't it, Amber? <laughs> it was. Uh, of drinking course was there involved. was alcohol. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, if we're having a Friday night party, Heck I think yeah. it was Friday. I believe it was a Friday night. If we're having a party, we're doing we're I mean, there's alcohol. We're, we're adults. We are living our best life, the college life. Absolutely. Yeah. It sounds like things were going fairly well. Good, However, because the next thing you know, you are 38 drinking a seltzer on your day porch, drinking. Right, yes. watching birds. Yep. And you know what? I'm okay with that. Yeah, it's not a bad life, but, you know, party it up when you can. Yeah, and these kids were, because they were doing it all wee hours of the night. Okay. Um, it, it was going well, however... Fran was there at the party, and okay. he wasn't exactly paying attention to Adrian. There was mm-hmm. other females at the party that he was flirting with. Um, so he really wasn't, like, interacting with her very much. And this naturally made her really upset. Absolutely. I gotta say, I would have been upset, too. That's how you turn the crazy switch on. Yep. Crazy Amber would have come out Absolutely. that night. And so she did. She got upset, and she left the party. She was really mad. And what ends up happening is the two of them end up leaving together. 
and going back to Fran's apartment for a little bit. This was in Scottsdale. Okay. So it wasn't too far away. But according to Fran, so they went back to to his apartment. And then about 3 a.m., she starts walking. Like, she didn't say anything, but she starts walking, like, back toward where she lived. Mm-hmm. Fran, he tried, like, he realized she was gone, and so he got in his vehicle and um, tra- was tracking her down because he he was like, you really shouldn't be walking at this time of night. Definitely. Like, let me take you home, at least. So she does agree to get back into his vehicle. He said that they're driving, you know, back toward her apartment complex, and they got stuck in some traffic on the way. According to Fran, what ends up happening is that Adrian basically just jumps out. They were in mid-conversation. She just gets out of the vehicle and starts walking at that point. And he's stuck in traffic, so he couldn't do anything. So he calls her friends and says, hey, just so you know, Adrian's walking back, you know, toward the apartment. Can you check on her, make sure she gets there safely? Mm-hmm. Is that all verified? Um, you know, I don't know. This was just kind of like his version and it okay. was in a documentary that I wa- uh, oh, watched. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know. Hopefully it it was. I'm sure. I'm assuming it was that at least. Yep. Like, yep. He did call and say that. But I know that there's some holes in the investigation. So, I, yeah. you know, I don't, I can't say okay. for sure. Okay. It's just, I was just thinking they're alone. There's not. And sometimes this does happen where it really is your only alibi is, yes, I was with that person who ended up disappearing. This is what happened. You yeah. Know, so. Now, I do know that they looked at fo- the phone records because that's part of the timeline. So I'm assuming there's yeah. probably okay. a call so made to the was, friends. was verified, yeah. Um, I'm sure. But I, I do believe, like, this is a lot of his account of mm-hmm. of the things with the two of them that happened. So she walks back to the apartment. She does make it back to the apartment. Okay. She comes back in. The party's still going strong. Makes me tired thinking about these kids being up three and four in the morning. This is when I get up to pee. Oh, I know. And I'm just thankful that it's not time to get up yet. Right. (laughs) But she comes back in. It was obvious she was still really upset because she was, you know, she was showing emotion. She was showing her anger. Now, some of the, the people at the party reported that, they tried to stop her because she wanted to leave again. She got her own keys to her vehicle. She was going to take off again. So people were trying to stop her because she had been drinking quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And she wouldn't listen. She wanted to, to leave anyway. So she ends up taking off. Some of the witnesses at the party said that they saw her peel out of the parking lot, like driving super fast and reckless. Cruella DeVille style? Cruella style. Okay. So they were worried. I can't say as though I wouldn't have been... On the just on rage alone of how ticked off I am at Fran, to, uh, yes, I, you know, yep. And she obviously was not over it yet. Yeah, she had more to say. Yep. So she leaves, and the police get a call shortly after she had peeled out of the parking lot from a Starbucks employee who witnessed there was a car driving very erratically all over the road. The person had witnessed the car hit a curb. Blow a couple tires out and then still Dang. proceeded to try to like still was Keep able to driving. drive. Yikes! Okay, okay. So the police were alerted of this. Yeah. Um. Also, Starbucks is open twenty four hours I, out there. That is so funny. I thought the same thing. Amazing. I was like, wait a second. Suddenly, Valley Fever doesn't, doesn't sound so bad. <laughs> okay. I could go for twenty four hour Starbucks. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. That would be great. 
so the description of the car that was given, it did match Adrian's. Okay. So they were, you know, able to determine it was her driving. I've hit she, a lot of curbs, but never hard enough to pop a tire. Same. Oh, the curbs I've hit yeah. in my day. Yeah, I've taken a few. She is able to drive a little ways. Obviously, the tires are blown, so she doesn't make it terribly yeah. far. Right. Eventually, the car stops and yes. she does exit the car. She abandons the car and takes off on foot. Okay. Probably so, drew a lot of attention to herself with the ruckus. I would, I think, would think so. Yes. So she leaves the car there. She heads back to the party again. Okay. For a third time. Okay. And she does make it back. At this point, we're talking like we're pushing into the 4.30, 4.40 Right. Yeah. The, the birds are starting to wake up. Yes. The roosters are crowing. Yes. I would be dying at this point of exhaustion. Right. So she goes back. She says, I'm going back to Franz again. Apparently, like you said, she had more to say. She wanted to talk to him further. Well, and she's intoxicated. So her brain is completely obsessing and yeah. focusing on needing to resolve this. Yes, definitely. She texted Fran around 4.43 a.m. And it said, I'm coming over. She then calls a cab and makes an arrangement to be picked up from the gas station near her apartment. Now, this was like... It, you know, maybe a block or two away. It was very close okay. to the apartment. Not super close, but, you know, not With, too far. Within walking distance, yeah. it sounds like. A reasonable so, walking, drunk walking distance. Yeah, yeah. So she makes this arrangement. The cab driver that got the call, he starts to head that way. But this is also a 25-minute drive for the cab driver to make it to her. Okay. So she heads over, starts heading to the gas station. He does make it over to the gas station to meet Adrian. But when he arrives, Adrian is not at the gas station. Okay. She is not there. There is video footage at the gas station that they were able to retrieve. It does show he pulls into the parking lot. He, does, he doesn't see her. He does try to make a call, um, see where she's at. And then he steps out of the cab and... He lights a cig. So he's just kind of standing around, maybe yeah. waiting for her. Going to take a, a drag. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Why not? Break time. Yeah. Now, one of the biggest questions in all of this is why Adrian walked. It. I apologize. It was later in my notes. It was a quarter mile to the okay. gas station. Why she arranged for the cab to be there instead of the apartment. That's one of the big questions uh-huh. as to, to why. A quarter mile is really not that far. It's not super far. So there's, I mean, it could have just been no big deal. Yeah. Or some people may think it's suspicious. Like, why didn't you just get p- picked up at the party? You were drinking. Like, why? Right. You, maybe she wanted the walk. Maybe she wanted the privacy to be picked up. Maybe she wanted know. to get herself an Arnold Palmer tea at the gas station before she hopped into the cab. You know, and I don't fault her for that. But mm. love me some AP. So either way, like she, she didn't make it there. So in that in walk, a quarter mile. Yes. That is one lap around a track. Right. That's not terribly far. She disappeared in that. She did. And so going back through this, investigators were able to pinpoint approximately when they think she disappeared just from that, like the text. Right. And him showing up on video, right? Yeah. Holy shit. So Adrian's last cell phone signal was traced at 5.07 a.m. before it goes completely dead. Now, very sadly, this was right before Father's Day. This was like Father's Day weekend. We know it's coming up. Yeah. 
So, you know, 507 and then the phone goes dead and nobody hears anything from her after that point. No one. So by Sunday, this is about 36 hours later. This is Father's Day, which it hurts my mm. heart for her, her father, who, mm-hmm. who she was close with. Like I said, no one's heard from her. And her father knows something is wrong because they had plans. He knows he would have heard from her on Father's Day. It's just a thing. Like, Definitely. they're close. He's, she's not just going to blow her dad off, yep. you know, yep. and disregard him. So he calls the police immediately. Because he's like, I I would have heard from her. Yep. We had plans. Something's off. Oh, this is every parent who's sending a child to college is a nightmare. Oh, my gosh. I know. It's so awful. And especially, like, that day, you'll never forget yep. this happening. Yep. No, I, I suspect they don't celebrate Father's Day anymore. Yeah. And, and, and so he said, you know, she hasn't responded to texts. The car, they did discover it was wrecked. It was abandoned. Mm-hmm. And so they haven't pieced everything together yet. You know, so they find this car with the tires blown out. So now they really know something is yeah. wrong. And her phone was completely dead, shut off. You know. She made that call at 4.43 a.m. Or sent the text that she's coming over. Yes, to Fran. And then her phone goes dead at 5.07. Yeah, so it's wow. uh, like whatever happened to happen in that time frame. So Such fast. a small time frame. Yep. For whatever transpired. So the family, they immediately began searching for Adrian. You know, they they knew something had happened because she wouldn't have just like disregarded her her family. And so through this process of of starting to search for her, they did, her dad spoke out to a, a lot of news channels and, you know, talking about the case. If anybody knows anything, please contact. You know, he was very active in doing that and speaking out. They put posters up with her photo and you know so they were very very proactive in in trying to look for her and oh my gosh the family I just can't imagine the emotional toll you can see the distress in their faces and their reactions when they're speaking out absolutely like they're just completely devastated about this she was very loved so they were searching for some kind of lead the the problem is there's not there wasn't much. I mean, there was no, no clue. She literally just disappeared. We literally have a quarter of a mile. Yes. Between 4.43 and 5.07. Very small window of time. Nobody knows anything in that window of time. She's not seen on the video at the gas station. So really, they had nothing to work with. Um, very oh. little to work with. So, And because it's for, it's literally Satan's crack of dawn. Yes. So Deep in the crack. No one is, there's no witnesses. Right. No one is up at yes. that ungodly hour unless you're breastfeeding a baby or, you know, pissing yourself. Right. right. Not pissing yourself, but going pee, you know? I don't well, know. Well, it could be that too. We that's, don't know. That's true. That's true. So unfortunately, because there wasn't any strong leads, you know, when all of this happened, months did go by. Yeah. With no answers. Uh, June passed. July passed. And then finally, on August 6th of 2013, there is a very shocking discovery. It's literally, like, out of nowhere. Because, like I said, they didn't have a lot to work with. Right. They questioned everybody. They Kinda could. got the timeline together. Yeah, but the, and, and, and then, then it just stopped. Yeah. So on August 6th of 2013, there was a body discovered in the Apache Junction. This was about 30 miles from where Adrian had originally went missing. So not terribly far right. from where she disappeared. So what was happening in this area at the time is they were experiencing an extreme amount of flooding, like more than they ever had. So there was like 
I mean, six feet of water in places that wouldn't normally be like rushing water. Okay. Tons of excessive flooding. Okay. So when this started to go down, like the water started to dry up, run off, whatever, that is when her body was discovered. There, It was someone's property. They happened to, as the oh, water wow. went down, discover there was a body. Yeah. Which I can't imagine. No, thank you. Do not sign me up for that. would have been horrible. Receded. The water receded. That's what yeah. I was looking for. But it did. Yeah. Yep. I used every other word but that. Like people's hairlines. <laughs> yes. Yes. Now, so that that's when they find the body, when the water starts to clear up. Okay. Now, the, the remains had been there for quite some time and mm-hmm. probably in the water. So they were described as mummified when they were found. They were not in good condition. Mm. Which made it even more difficult to determine of course. her cause of death because yeah. there was not a lot to work with by the time she was found. Uh. After her body was discovered, this did look this did lead police to look at people closely because you know before that they didn't really know if she was she was dead. Right, exactly. Um, so it was a missing persons yep. case. Yep. Now this did make them hone in. On the people that had last seen her. So one of them being Fran, Fran. her boyfriend, (laughs) and her roommates, and and the party goers, the ones that were at the party with her. So they're questioning everyone. And at this point in time, it's three months later, so who can really remember everyone who was actually at that freaking party? Yeah, there's 40 people, and I do get the impression some people didn't remember her there. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. With that many people, you... Sometimes in a crowd more than seven, I have no idea who is yeah. there and might not have talked to everybody. Now, they did expand to a wider net, too. I mean, they, they questioned everybody that had been with her or possibly seen her. And they were also looking at things like serial killers in the area. Sure. Yeah. You know, they're trying to look at all aspects of this once they had identified her. Um, did it take a while to identify her? Probably. I, I think it did. That was that was my next part. Um, they took her into the medical examiner and they did a, a DNA test. So they did have to wait for that to come back and confirm that it was actually her body. I'm sure that took a little bit of time yeah. to do. Now, the other put the other part that's very off putting about this case is there's no mention at all in the report about her head or her hands. Now, I will tell you that some of this case is still uh, withheld from the public, so we don't know exactly what the details are, but there's high speculation that she was possibly decapitated and her hands were missing. Okay. So, And there's also some vague things in the report that haven't fully been disclosed, so we don't know all the details, but it sounds very, very suspicious. Mm -hmm. Kind of sounds like... Yeah, like you said, there's things that they are keeping yeah, from close, us, from you know, close to themselves so that they don't get out and then have a bunch of false reporting and things like right. that. Right. Cuz they still don't have the answers either. A problem with the way she was found, they really don't know how long she was there. Was she alive for a period of time after she went missing? Right. Was she murdered right away? Like they don't know no, these right. things. And so water convolutes all of that evidence. Yes. So probably a lot of unanswered things still. And then, you know, those things that they do know, they're not sharing everything. Mm -hmm. Adrian's roommates stated that they had no idea where Adrian had gone, but it wasn't like her to go by herself. So that was like to take the cab and go by herself solo, that that was just odd for her. At 4.45 in the morning. Yes. 
The police do believe that the percentage of this being a completely random act is very low. They do feel and statistically feel it's more likely that it could be someone close to her that had involvement. They don't know, so I'm not pointing fingers at anybody, obviously. But they feel that it is more likely that it was someone that knew her versus someone just randomly. A A random stranger act of killing. Yes. The problem is there's still no solid leads and there's many different avenues, which I'm going to get into. There's several different theories in this case, but no solid leads to anything. Mm. Fran has been interviewed multiple times. I'm sure. By the police and his roommates all witnessed that he was at the apartment all night. Like they all testify that he was there. And when he found out Adrian was missing the next morning, he was genuinely devastated And he took part in all of the searching and passing out flyers. So from what the police did say in this documentary that I watched, they believe the roommates to be genuine. Like they didn't really pick up on any, you know, suspicion that they were covering for him. And it seemed that he genuinely was like he did care for her. Mm -hmm. So he part, he took part in all of the searching and, and everything immediately. Mm -hmm. And like, just because he didn't want, to lock it down. Right. To Put a ring on know, it. Yeah, doesn't mean that he wanted her dead either. Yeah. yeah. And they were longtime friends, so I'm sure there was definitely a care for her. And so he, nothing has ever checked out with him. They, he's yeah. been questioned many times, and my understanding, been very cooperative. And, and his so story nothing, hasn't changed. And so, not that yeah. I'm aware. Yeah. So police then looked at the the cab company that had picked her up that night or was supposed to pick her up mm. that night and the driver that was seen on video. They started to look into him and there is something very chilling that occurred. Um, lots of raised eyebrows around the circumstances. The man on the video they found out was Tom Simon Jr. He was the cab driver. And when they were looking into him and circumstances surrounding him they found another passenger that recalled an odd encounter with him around that time i think this other passenger came forward when word got out about about adrian missing because it was a big deal in this area sure so she came forward like hey i had a really odd experience with this guy this tom guy so what happened she said tom was making some conversation during their their ride and This was about two days after Adrian had come up missing, and Tom appeared to be acting very odd, and he told them, it was a woman and her husband, I believe, he said, I was the last person to have contact with Adrian, but I couldn't remember if I was supposed to pick her up or not. Like, And they just found it really odd that he wouldn't, like, why would he say that? Right. Just very suspicious. You clearly were supposed to pick her up. She called you for a cab ride. Right. The cab also made a stop in Sedona, and this is where Tom Simon opened his trunk and pulled out a hacksaw and said, how did this get here? Like, like this old thing. And so they were legitimately concerned. Like, they thought they may be in danger. Um, Yes. The answer is yes. You are in danger when your cab driver pulls pulls out out a hacksaw. Like, not a typical cab ride that you're going to... No. ...going to be having. No. Unless you are a lumberjack... Or some sort of carpenter. Yeah, like if you're doubling as Paul Bunyan yes. and you got to chop some wood mid-cab drive. Right, because like, you see a, a beautiful tree that's ready to be, right. you know, 
harvested. Whatever. I don't know. But otherwise, but no, it's there's, really creepy. There's very few circumstances where that's okay. And this so, is not one of them. Right. So they were very off put by this cab experience. I'll say. And just the the way he said it, like, yeah, I well, I couldn't remember. I had contact with her, but I couldn't remember if I was supposed to pick her up. Why were they even talking to them about her? Unless right. they were like, Oh, did you hear about that missing woman from around here? Since it was just a couple days after she went missing, maybe they were making the conversation. Yeah, it could be. Or, or if he was like Wanting to talk about it as some murderers that's, do. That's like almost to. the impression like, I get. Hey, did you hear about that missing person? I was the last person to have contact with her. Yeah, because it said like he was making the conversation. So I almost wonder if he did bring it up. Right. And they said he was acting really odd too. So it's like mm. maybe he did want to talk about it. This, I don't know. This is suspicious to me. It is very suspicious. They do like to talk about it. Everything with him is very suspicious. I I have to be honest. Um. So after after all of that comes out, they do decide, police do decide to put Tom under surveillance okay. for a couple days. And so he started doing what they described as heat runs. I hadn't heard of this, but basically like doing odd things to see if he was getting followed, like abrupt turns and crazy, oh. you know, trying to lose police. Trying to or, shake them. Yeah. yeah. Or like turning all over the place to see if anybody was following him. Okay. And so, so he, he's paranoid. He is paranoid. Definitely. So after a couple of days, the police just then show up at his house asking if he would take a polygraph. He refused. Okay. He tells the police that they are harassing him at this point, And if they don't believe him, then they can go get a warrant and take him to jail. <laughs> I do all, all appreciate right. this in the documentary the way they did it. Because it's rec- like he's recorded saying that. And then the next scene, he's in <laughs> He's in jail. Oh, <laughs> okay. Then <laughs> they we'll got do the just warrant. that. Yep. Yeah, they got the warrant. Right, and they bring a very shirtless Tom Simon into the <laughs> station for questioning. Not even a stitch, huh? All right. I had questions myself because okay. he is shirtless, mm. and well, maybe the five O didn't give him a chance to throw on his best hands. <laughs> yeah, he is. Horrible. Like, he is so rude. He is resisting. Like, they had him in handcuffs. I'm assuming there was some kind of kerfuffle. He's he's, he's half naked and cold, I'm sure. In Arizona. (laughs) In August. So, yeah, he is putting up a huge fight. He's acting very bizarre during the questioning and just giving police a really hard time. They do get an order to give him a DNA swab at the time. Mm -hmm. He He repeatedly asks why they're doing this. They know he was just a taxi driver. They know she wasn't there in the parking lot. Like they saw the video. Like, yes. why are they picking yes, on him? Honey, but where were you before you placed yourself in that in the video parking lot. and got out to enjoy a drag on your SIG? Exactly. And was she in the trunk at that point in time? Oh my God. Doesn't that give you chills? Wondering. That's just exactly how this shit goes, right. Amber. So an hour later, Police, they finally get the swab for, from him, and he's, like, verbally abusing them the whole time. He's like, you guys are disgusting and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Like, mm-hmm. just Going putting up a horrible. Mm-hmm. And they handle it very well, but, I mean, he puts up a horrible fight about this, which if you were innocent, like, wouldn't you want to help them solve this? For sure. That's what I mean by he's, like, going to the extreme yeah. of, you know, just aggr- like, also showing that he can be aggressive. So, yeah. cool. 
Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, painting his true colors yeah. all over yep. the place. You seem like such a stand-up guy, Naked Tom. I don't know why. We will post Shirtless Tom. Okay. We yes. will do that yes. for, for all of you. And maybe most people in Arizona in August are shirtless. Maybe. It's very hot. I, I imagine it is. I I wonder if he put up so much of a kerfuffle when they went and got their warrant, just like he instructed them to do, that they couldn't even give him the opportunity to get his damn maybe. shirt on. Yeah, maybe they just took him right, like, oh. right in, no shirt. That's like a new fear of mine, getting arrested while half naked. Oh, God, that would be awful. Oh, my God, I'll be in, like, some bikini that I was really just trying to wear <laughs> in my pool where no one else can see me and something will happen. <laughs> Gosh, and it'll be after a carb-heavy day, so when I sit down, there's, like, these little rolls and, oh, shit. Mine will be a braless day, and they just, like... <laughs> They come right in. I can't put a bra on. Right. Free range Stuff. titties. Yeah. <laughs> titties flying everywhere. <laughs> For Dear sure. God, no, please. Um, it's cold in the jail. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I guess I better be on my best behavior. I think so. And not get arrested. I think so. So two weeks after the DNA test was completed, they had another woman come forward and they this woman told police that her cousin had actually heard a woman screaming from Tom's apartment the night that Adrian went missing. Okay. Now, the screams were described as a woman in desperation and not police, in ecstasy, not, which I'm sure is yeah. something he would try to proclaim. It wasn't screams of pleasure, it sounded like desperate um, mm. You know, the woman apparently did call police when she heard the screams. Okay. But police, they did try to investigate, but Tom would not let them into the apartment, into his apartment. Oh, my God. Is there not, like, a law? I don't know. That's a what? whole... I didn't... Someone called and said there were screams coming from your apartment, and you can refuse entry? I, I you know, and I don't know how that works. Yeah. Uh, well, it works just... Yeah, they have to have a warrant. But... They can't just enter. Yeah. So it was a... They didn't get to, f like, fully investigate it, and then they couldn't oh. get back in touch with this the woman who had called. So it just, like, never got checked out. Jeez. But there was screaming coming from his apartment no. that night. Tom did complete that DNA test against his own will. Unfortunately, there was nothing. I mean, her body. Her body had been in the water. Yeah, so there's nothing not. found that could link him oh, to the case. okay. He was the last person known to have contact with Adrian, like he said. And, I mean, there's definitely so many unanswered things here, but still nothing that can solidly link this man to her death. And this is how people get away with crimes. I know. It's like this one to me screams the most. Obvious? Suspicious. And Blatantly I, I don't Blatantly obvious. Very, very concerning. Now, Tom Simon, so his father, Tom, Tom Simon Sr., was the owner of this cab company that Tom was driving for. He was driving for his dad's All right. He's company. Got daddy's Kurt Tails. Yes. Got yes. It. Yep. So he was driving for Coat this Tails, not Kurt Tails. <laughs> Sorry. Kurt Tails flowed so nice. I didn't even it's, think about it's it. It's late, people. It is. Tom also did a little, Tom Sr., he mm -hmm. did a little speaking out. There was a couple clips of him talking to news reporters. Sure, 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 sure. And he, <laughs> sure, 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 sure. <laughs> he seems to think. Adrian may have been picked up by another cab company, which is not uncommon in the cab business. It's very competitive, 
and that she could have been walking and a cab, another cab pulled up and picked her up, mm-hmm. deflecting from Tom Jr. That's exactly. Tom being, Sr. That's exactly what yeah, I was like, too. Could have been another cab company. For we sure. don't know. They, you know, maybe Tom Jr. missed his the ride because somebody else picked her up. It took him 25 minutes to get his ass there. So I will tell you this, too. Another really odd piece of this is that Tom Simon Sr. took it upon himself, although he was never personally linked to this case in any way. He was never a person of interest, nor did he know anything about Adrian. He stayed very interested in this case. And he actually ends up going to the neighborhood where Adrian went missing and he makes this live video of his own suspicions of what happened. And okay. Like posts because it. we care. What the and fuck? Like how very unusual. He said he did this because he was trying to help and thought maybe if he put the theories out of what possibly happened. The theories away from his son. <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure, saying, but that's, I'm saying. That's real helpful, Tom <laughs> Sr. Spoiler alert. I don't think they involved his son at all. No, I, I bet not a single one. No. And who was the last person to have contact with her? I bet none of his theories involved None that. of the theories involved Tom his Jr. connection with his cab company. Okay. We'll blame the competition, though. Sure. No problem yeah, saying, it, I bet she was picked up from another cab company. Yeah. So Like police, those assholes down the street who keep stealing my business. Right. It was, it was, it was them. them. But in the video, he's like, oh, well, there's this dark corner. He could have been here. Like, he's pointing out all this stuff. It's very odd. Okay. Police were a little suspicious. And probably annoyed. Oh, I'm sure. I know I would have been, as an investigator, I would have been like, cool, 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 like, cool, cool. Really, Let's thank, move on. Thank, thank you. you for wasting. Thank you for your help. All of that time. But he did kind of draw some unusual attention to himself. So they did look into Tom Sr. a little bit. Did a background check on him. Mm. And he has quite a colorful criminal history. Wow. I am shocked to the core, Amber. Some of the things on his background include arrests for forcing his former girlfriend to have sex with him. Okay. Um, He also has a stolen property charge, which sent him to prison for six years. So he has some heavy things on his record. Forgive me, because I think at the start of this episode, you said that we would have a lot of unanswered questions. Yes. I think you've answered all of them for me today, sweetie. You know, now that you mention it. There's not a whole lot more that you need to tell me. This does scream red flags, doesn't it? I'd say. So, Tom feels that his past should not be used against him in this case because there's nothing linking him to Because past behavior has never predicted future behavior, Amber. Right. Never once, not always. How dare they? Oh my gosh. Accuse him. Now, police have attempted to question Tom Sr. a few times and claim that he has been very uncooperative, but they don't have enough to continue pursuing him heavily. Like, they have nothing to, you know, really hone in on him. So he... Can again, be we go back to that circumstantial evidence piece from the D. Warner case. You know, if you know, you hear the thunder and yeah. you see the pavements wet, but you never saw it raining, it still rained. Right. Okay. So I know some of this, it's really hard to swallow because. It, I mean, a lot of signs. Oh point no, we to... can't swallow. We are gagging and choking <laughs> on it all right now. So I that yeah. we are, my we, friend. That we, we are, are spitting that out. 
So sadly, both Tom Simon Jr. and Tom Simon Sr. have not been arrested or, you know, they remain free today in this case. Has there been more disappearances of people around them? You know, that's a good question, and I'm not positive. Like I said, there's details that they have actively kept from the public in this case. Right, 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 right. The autopsy report does not make any mention, like I said, of her head or hands being present. But they never said whether her entire body was found either. So they, like, we really don't know what. There's things. Yeah. There's things. There's some things probably, you know, more to that and the reason they're not disclosing. Yep. Yep. He had a saw, Amber. A hacksaw. In the back of his cab. Now, they did look into, this is another unusual component in this case. They looked into serial killers that had done Similar things, like maybe okay. had this, these patterns of decapitating yeah, or removing their hands. ML. Yeah, yeah. So they did look into that. Now, there was someone who kind of fit the profile of what happened. In 1992, there were some similar uh, murders, similar to what Adrian was, you know, known mm-hmm. to be found, you know, the condition she was found in. They were known as the canal murders. Mm. And decades later, it took a long time to to link anybody to these murders. Um, But these women were mutilated brutally. Mm. Um, This man named Brian Patrick Miller, about two decades later, was linked to these murders. Now, his DNA matched on those murders. And he had a long history of assaulting women and, you know, things with women but he held, I mean, he kept it secret for a long time. Like, he lived his normal life. He had friends. He was big into Comic-Con stuff, like, known for that. And he was known, so creepy, he was known as the zombie hunter. He drove a hearse around, Mm-mm. and he had zombie hunter on the back of it. But he Mm-mm. would literally mutilate women. Oh, my God. It reminds me of that person that drives around our town with the zombie oh, mobile. I know. I know. Oh, God. That's so creepy. I'm making extra shanks tonight. That's yeah. it. Yep. That's how I'll be spending the rest of my evening. And trust no one. Thigh shanks. So, yeah, he um, he got away with this for a long time until, I mean, he was eventually caught. Okay. However, a friend of Brian's was on the documentary. He was talking about that Brian was in the area around the time that Adrian Went missing? Went missing. He was about a mile away from where she disappeared that night. So that's another piece of this. Now, Brian (sighs) was caught for the other cases, but there's no DNA link to Adrian at all. Right. He was linked to the other ones. Yeah. Oh, wow. So so even being in water, they were still able, because you said canal. Of course, that doesn't necessarily mean that they were in the canal. Could have been around it. Right. Yeah. And I'm not sure how they were. Those bodies were found. Right. Obviously, there was something that they were able to salvage DNA wise. Yeah. And link him to that, but um, nothing has linked him to Adrian's disappearance. But like I said, he was reported to be in that area at the same time. He must have gotten caught like after her disappearance. Yeah. But then they're like, could he have? also abducted yeah. her and he's just not saying and he's not saying so i mean there's that piece too but okay i mean i will throw the simons a bone on that one i mean within a mile he was possibly within a mile according to one friend's testimony right right of brian and the friend said because he was kind of asked like did you have any suspicions of brian 
you know, this whole time. And the friend basically said, like, not at the time, but looking back now, I see things. Sure, yeah. But you, Everything seems so clear in hindsight, doesn't it? Unless you're us doing true crime, you don't automatically, you know, assume yes. someone's a killer. Right, right. Even if they have odd behaviors, you're not like, you yeah. know. So he, Unlike us, who assumes everyone is. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so his friend was trying to be helpful, and it hit him like, oh my gosh, Brian was in that area. Maybe this is something, maybe it's not. Yeah. But he shared that information, so there's that piece, too. Police have said that he is definitely on their radar and they're looking into him. But again, no DNA linking him to Adrian. So there's nothing There's nothing saying he, he did it or that he didn't. Mm-hmm. So they really have nothing it's that another, I am aware another of. Another avenue. So Okay, if he did do it, I really want to know what the fuck is going on with the Tom Simons. Seriously. Like, why the hacksaw man? Right. I mean, both avenues are super suspicious. Definitely. Um, and there's no link between the two of them? Like, they don't know each other or anything like that? Not that I'm aware. Mm-hmm. Um, not that has been disclosed anyway. So there's these two avenues where it's like, I could see either one being probable. The Simons are, I mean, there's some some shady stuff. For sure. But also, do and did any of these women, or women, did any of these men know her personally? Or are those, are these random acts? Right. Those two avenues. You yeah. know, I do wonder if they... Because that, because um, like we said in the beginning, they were leaning more toward this being someone that knew her. Just because statistically speaking, but it, it you, doesn't it's mean like, it's impossible. It's not. Yeah, that's just it. There's outliers for sure. I mean, it does happen. Strangers right. do kill people. Yes. And you know, did Tom Jr. find her before getting to the gas station? Right. Was she walking? I don't know. Exactly. I'm not incriminating. Um, no, but there is that possibility. There's that and possibility. Then planted himself. In that gas station. Like he you know, had arrived. out of the car so his body can be, you know, he can be identified, enjoying himself a cig after right. whatever. I'm and, waiting for my client. Mm-hmm. She's mm-hmm. not here. Who knows? I mean, there's a possibility that something happened at the party. We, I mean, we, yeah. there's, there's a lot of there's unanswered questions. There's a possibility questions. somebody followed her from the party. Right. So there's, you know, I do find it suspicious that shirtless Tom put up such a fight for the and ref- police. Yeah, refused to polygraph, which many people, you know, do, yep. whatnot. Stati- statistically speaking, they do that when they're wanting to cover something up. Yeah. But, you know, it'll just be interesting, and I wonder... Putting up such a fight about, you know, get the DNA test. Like, I mean, he really gave them a run for their money. And yeah. I mean, if I was well, innocent, I'd be like, take all of the DNA. Like, Yeah, please. but maybe he's committed other crimes that he doesn't want his DNA connected to. Very true. I mean, the cab Might company. Might not have been this crime, but other things. Right. Papa so. Simon looks a little sleazy. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. Like, you know, the cab company could have been doing some shady stuff. Right. I don't Which know. Which is maybe why they were just balking at the police being involved in their life at all. Yeah. And it didn't really actually have to do with her. Yep. There's so many different things you and could. And I, I do wonder, too, if they're not releasing more information about the serial killer aspect just because... There's probably still court proceedings were at the time, you know, going on for things, trying to prove that he had done all those killings back in the 90s. And, I mean, I doubt that he had, like, a 20-year cooling off period. So how many more, you know, are there if they've linked linked him to multiple murders back in the early 90s? So maybe that's just why there's not a lot of information out because they're just working with such a large victim, you know, caseload, really pertaining to him. So. I think the 
the most tragic part of this is the condition that she was found in makes it so hard to get the the yeah. evidence they need to really hone in on anybody. Definitely. I hope to hear this, you know, someday this was solved. Yeah. I mean, the Brit- Brittany Drexel case, that was just yes, solved. Yes, like, that was. So they do, it does happen. It does. Um, it can happen. So yep. hopefully this, you know, someday, just for the family too. My gosh, it's got to be horrible not knowing what happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's not even, my understanding, it's not even considered to be a murder because they don't know exactly what happened. I don't know. I have to say if her head was missing that it was not. Right. But then they're, they they refer to extreme weather conditions. So they're, you know, mm. I, and again, okay. not okay. disclosing all the details to us. So there's stuff maybe we don't right. still know, but it's just, it leaves you unsettled. <sighs> How frustrating for her family. Yes. Oh my gosh. My heart goes out She to was them. so young and, yes. you know, just, she was upset when she had let, mm-hmm. you know, just the circumstances are so heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. So Most definitely. Rest in peace to Adrian. Yes, Definitely. So and so sorry to her family. Yeah, I wish I I had more, but that's you know that's what I I right. have. It's still it's still unanswered. Please tell us though that you have answered our prayers with a nice brain bath. <laughs> the universe answered my prayers, providing like the best brain. Bath. Oh, okay. Are you going to get the trophy from Jason? I believe Jason has the trophy does, right now. He does have the trophy. Um, I don't know if I deserve it or if PETA deserves it for oh, this. Oh, okay. For this uh, ad that they have done <laughs> that I came across earlier today. So I'm <laughs> so good. So I came across this in my own Facebook feed. I was perusing for memes and whatnot, the as I usually do. Algorithms know you. <laughs> they They're really like, here, well. you'll have, like this. This one's on us today. <laughs> So I come across this, and the title pulls me in immediately. It says, Un- Unsettling PETA ad features sobbing bird. Sorry. Let me start that over. The title reads, Unsettling PETA ad features sobbing burger giving man a blowjob. What? <laughs> you, you no! Are, you are it does not really say that. <laughs> it does. And I'm going to show you this burger. Uh, the burger is upset and it has mascara running. It's a female. Oh my God. It is a female burger. Now, I will tell you, there is a video of it. I have not found the video. I don't know if they pulled it. They better not have, but I just haven't come across it. We will post Y'all. it to Patreon. Oh, yes. If I can't find it at the very least, I'll, per- I'll post the burger. Look at how he tenderly has his hands on he the top of the does. bun. He does. So it says, so it says, Norfolk, Virginia, in a dark 30-second spot that has reportedly shocked and disgusted millions of viewers. PETA, People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals. I love that people are shocked and disgusted. Oh, come on, Susie. It's not like you haven't given a good blowjob in your day. I'm not not mad about their idea. No, no. The... The cow in that patty is crying. I still it, he's don't so know. upset. I don't know what the connection is to a blowjob. So this but. is what the apparently the um, message was supposed to be. So the the ad features the sobbing hamburger. It's seen giving a man a blowjob, <laughs> and the title in the ad says, "Does this look ethical to you?" And no, it looks no, it like lunch not. and my Friday night. It's, I don't, I'm confused. 
that's what it looks like. It really brings up a lot of feelings for you. Right. Explain further. So the words, does this look ethical to you? They appear on the screen in the commercial, which features disturbing footage of a pantless man (laughs) sitting on a chair with a burger around his genitals. (laughs) Just completely silent except for soft whimpering sounds made by the... By what? the ground beef sandwich performing fellatio. Oh, sure. So they can say the technical term in the article, but not in the headline. <laughs> I was going to ask why they didn't say fellatio and put actual blowjob, the slang. Yep. So, and then the, it quotes, if it were up to the meat industry, every burger would be crying. Americans buy nearly 50 billion burgers a year. Next time, think about who pays for it the most. I mean, I get it. Hold Hold on. The burger industry is crying? Yes. Why? Um, I don't okay, understand. Okay, it says, if, if it were up to the meat industry, every okay. burger would be crying. I guess, I don't get it. Don't you want your meat to sell? Americans buy nearly 50 billion burgers a year. Next time, think about who pays for it the most. So the cows? Yes, because it's PETA. And and so, metaphorically speaking, they're getting, they're half, having to give blowjobs. They're blow getting jobs. fucked? Maybe. None. See, this is not good marketing. We don't know the point of their ad other than to make us laugh because you are literally putting a burger on a male genital. Yeah. And I. Yeah. And it's crying. The like it's the burger is crying. We are going too far because now it's oh, is it because it's like assaulting the burger? Is it non-consensual? I think if you're crying, (gasps) I can say I've never cried during a blowjob. Sometimes lockjaw makes me want you want it to be over. (laughs) Crying inside, real, (laughs) but (laughs) (laughs) no. So this is my favorite the (laughs) the ending. That it says the PETA ad concludes with a man zipping up his pants, taking a long, taking a long drag from a cigarette, and casually throwing the burger in the trash. No, treating. Oh my god, using and abusing. Okay, I think I get it now. We're just disregarding our beef, our animals, right? (laughs) I mean, I feel like we regarded the beef. I still don't understand. You guys, like, this will haunt my dreams <laughs> oh, forever. No. It's like petting his, the man is petting the burger. If that doesn't draw people to listen to our podcast, I nothing <laughs> ever will. Ever. No. Jason, I'm so sorry, but Amber now gets the trophy. Sorry, and Jason. it's a crying burger performing fellatio. <laughs> That's what the trophy is on. Like I said, I can't find the actual ad. I don't know if it was pulled... I just haven't. Oh, I bet found it was it. pulled so fast. It probably was. So I'm going to screenshot. Th- so we can at least show you the crying burger. Yes. Yes. We'll at least give that. And if I find the video of trust and believe it will be posted <laughs> in I, our Patreon. Like, do you realize how many people had to have signed off on that to make it into production? Can you imagine the and meeting not- for that? Like, picture it. Yes, I've got it. The intern who realized that he it was his job to have the idea today, yes. and all he can think of is how freaking hungry he is from all the potty smoked the night before. Right. And he's like, I got it. Burger you know, given a blowjob. I want a burger and I want a blowjob right now. Yes. Idea. Like, there were so many people that had to agree to that and think it was brilliant to then 
Call a production company and have them like, who's the guy? Who's the man that was like, hey, dude, we need you for a commercial. (laughs) Can you, I would feel so dirty being the actor. Do they ever show his face, I wonder? I don't know. Because could you imagine amongst your friend's circle, like you're the beef blowjob guy. Oh my God. That would be kind of cool. The weeping beefy blowjob. (laughs) That's who you are. My favorite part, though, is him just, like, getting up and smoking a cig. And right. just, like, as if no. disregarding the burger. Because there's not so many ads out there about how we shouldn't smoke anymore. Like, who's actually still Somebody smokes got fired. Sex? Someone at PETA got fired. So many people at PETA probably ended up fired. Or were like, it wasn't my idea. Uh, you know? So, I, I, my idea was a cucumber motorboat and a girl, not the blowjob. <laughs> well, I guess it wouldn't be a cucumber if it's PETA, but. Can you actually imagine, though, being one that saw this before, like, it got the attention, like, when it freshly came out and you're just, like, watching it, it, it pops up in a YouTube video and it's a burger just, like. Or it pops up on Nick at night when you're trying to put your kid to bed and you're like, what? And then your kids have so many questions about burgers and what they do in their spare time. Yeah. I just feel like this whole thing. I don't know if PETA is my hero or if I'm deeply disturbed. I feel like I'm really disturbed by PETA. I thought we were on the same page. I shouldn't even say that because I am not a vegetarian. But in my heart, I'd like to be. But in my soul and my stomach, I love me some steak. Me too. Like, I don't love cruelty to animals, of course. Yeah. (sighs) Mama likes her steak, though. Right, right. Maybe someday. I'm we'll never going to make that. Di- no, I, you throw a cake on my plate and I'm going to eat I don't know. After it. seeing this burger performing fellatio, That's I might not disturbing. want. And okay, please don't judge me as a person, but now I want a Big Mac so bad. <laughs> I'm not, I'm, I'm disturbed. It did the opposite thing it is did. what it was supposed to it do. It turned you off and it made me hungry <laughs> for a Big Mac. I'm so so sorry for who I am. So the turd trophy, um, was it? It was a turd, right? It was. It was. And now it is morphed into a weefy, a weefy, a weeping burger blowjob. BJ, it has mascara running down its burger face. Like I can't ever unsee that. Right down the sesame seed. Yes. We will post it for sure. Oh my God. Yeah, for sure. Isn't wow, that just that a doozy? Was, that was. I'd like to see what else pops up in your Facebook news. Uh, me feed. too. I will keep you guys posted, especially yeah. now right. after saving that one. Well, hit like on it. Make sure they know this is the kind of things that you like. Amber yes. likes to see. Like, oh, you want more of yes. those? Yes, Here I do. You go. Yes. Tell me of them all. Oh, so gosh. there it is. All right. Well, thank you for that. We hope you guys um, keep it curious. Keep listening. Please send case suggestions to crimecurious at yahoo.com with case suggestion in the headline so that we can help keep them organized. And if you're interested in more of us, join crimecurious at patreon.com. We have different tier levels. Sorry, my husband just texted me right in the middle of my segue into exiting. <laughs> so, yeah, on Patreon, you know, you could uh, buy in to support us. It goes right back into our podcast for research purposes and time and equipment and all of that You're stuff. You're going to see that beefy burger, too. Yes, the beefy burger will be there. That was a lot of bees. It was. All right. All right, everybody. Until next time. Bye-bye. Bye.